Having car problems? Well, with Rhoda, getting them fixed is as easy as ordering takeout. They'll come pick up your car for free, do any repair or maintenance needed, and return it right to your driveway. They'll even give you a complimentary video inspection of your car so you can see what needs to be done. Perfect for those of us that maybe aren't so car savvy. Book your appointment online at roda.com. And lucky for you, CityCast listeners get a 20% discount on any service for up to $100 off. Just use the code CityCast20. Today on CityCast DC, the district is still reeling from the news that the Washington Wizards and Caps are likely moving to Potomac Yard. But how is Alexandria taking it? There's definitely some grumbling. The Washington Post's Teo Armas is here to tell us why people are upset and how loudly they're shouting. Today's Wednesday, December 20th. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. So last week, when Virginia Governor Yunkin and monumental sports owner Ted Leonsis announced that the Washington Wizards and Cavs would be moving to Potomac Yard, there were already protesters outside of that press conference. And in the days since, those dissenting voices have only grown louder. What exactly are their concerns? Yeah. So, you know, the people that are opposed to having an arena come to Potomac Yard have a really just long list of reasons as to why, you know, they don't want to see something like this in their neighborhood. I think first and foremost, Folks are concerned about traffic and transportation. Of course, the Potomac Yard Metro Station, which is, you know, only a couple of steps from the site where the arena would go. It just opened. It really only has like one escalator on the side that you need to get off of going to the arena. So capacity is really a big question there. And then I think on the flip side of that, you know, people are saying, okay, if it's harder to get here on the Metro, you know, only the blue and yellow lines get here a lot more people are going to drive. And so what does that mean for parking, for traffic? We know there's going to be an underground parking facility at the arena, but it would only have about 2,500 spots. That's obviously a lot less than you know the capacity of a typical hockey basketball arena. And so I think folks are really concerned about you know what that means for street parking, you know, just for the ability to, to get around and getting to Arlington and, and DC and, and anywhere else. It does seem like those are pretty well-founded concerns with how you've just described that I can understand why folks are raising that. Are there any plans to deal with those concerns? I think one thing that city officials have tried to make really clear is that it's still really early, of course, for all this stuff. I think there's a number of different negotiations that, you know, the city of Alexandria, Virginia, Monumental, JBG Smith, which is the developer here, have to kind of engage in to like look at the details of of what might happen. And one of those is about transportation. Virginia is negotiating with Alexandria to give the city, I think it's something like $150 million, $200 million to basically address some of these transportation concerns. So that might mean widening roads or, you know, fixing turn lanes. The mayor has talked about implementing a zoned parking initiative uh, in some neighborhoods nearby. So that basically means that, you know, if you don't live there, you can't park your car there. But all of that is is being hashed out still. So what are some of their other concerns? Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly a lot of people have talked about the financing side of this. You know, ultimately, it's kind of wonky and sort of complicated. But, you know, at the end of the day, public tax dollars are going to this. 
some of them directly, most of them through bonds. The idea here is basically that tax revenue generated by the arena would sort of go to pay back the construction of the arena. But that's still using public tax dollars. And I think a lot of people are saying, you know, that's money you could use for housing, for schools, for infrastructure, for all these other sorts of things that aren't building building an arena that's already in D.C. That's definitely a big one I've heard. There's some folks who have questions about flooding, which has been a really big issue in, in Alexandria. And I think folks are wondering what a big development project like this would do to storm sewer capacity. There are people who I think also have concerns about crime and concerns about what happens when you bring in a bunch of spectators, you know, folks who've had a couple of beers after a a hockey game or something and, you know, what that's going to do to their neighborhood. Yeah, I do want to go back to something that you mentioned. Will people see their taxes go up if this sports facility comes to the area? That's a great question. We do not have a (laughs) definite answer for, at least right now. Certainly in terms of, you know, the plans we've seen. So, you know, we at The Post, we got obtained a copy of this J.P. Morgan report that's basically digging into some of how the finances would look or how they would tentatively look. Based on that report, you know, based on the reporting we've done, I think officials have said that they, you know, would not increase taxes. But of course, when you're borrowing money with bonds, I think the really big question is what happens if the tax revenue that was supposed to have been generated to pay back the bonds never happens, right? You know, so what if they're in the middle of building an arena, 10 years from now, there's another global pandemic that, you know, shuts everything down. No one can go to concerts or to hockey games or to basketball games. How exactly does the stadium authority or the sports authority that will end up owning the arena end up paying back all this money that it borrowed if it's not getting all this money coming in from, from people buying tickets? And so in a situation like that, I think it's possible, if not probable, to expect that, you know, Virginia would end up needing to raise taxes. But we're dealing with a lot of sort of probabilities and unknowns here. Another thing that came up about this, uh, I have a friend who lives in the area, we got a drink over the weekend, and she was like, they better not mess with my target. That target is very important to me. Is there concern that folks in the area had that this might change some of the existing retail infrastructure that's there now? Oh my God, that is the number one question I think I've heard, you know, <laughs> besides all the more infrastructural related stuff, people love that target, right? Like, and, and for good reason, it's a great target. So I am so sorry to to tell your friend, um, I think that target's days are numbered. Oh um, no! Yeah. Um, She's in her car listening to this screaming. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Bridget's friend. Um, you know, go, uh, go shop at Target while you can. You know, of course, you have a couple of years left, but... I mean, I think that the city would put it this way, that like that kind of entire shopping center was always supposed to be sort of a temporary use. You know, like people always said, especially after the Potomac Yard Metro opened, right? Like the best way to use that land isn't this kind of more suburban strip mall with the Target and, you know, the Barnes and Noble and the Michaels, but building it up and and having apartment buildings and offices. There are plans actually to put a a new school there, a new Alexandria public school. And so it's, it's sort of, tricky because, you know, really everything that's part of the official like arena development is going to go east of Potomac Avenue. So kind of like right next to the train tracks, you know, right next to the metro. Everything that's in the shopping center isn't really part of the arena, but there's some sort of development projects, again, apartment buildings and offices 
that are supposed to be sort of built concurrently. And from the maps I have seen, it seems like some of those buildings are supposed to go where that target is now. But there is some hope for your friend because part of those plans include retail. And so, you know, the city has already said maybe, maybe, you know, Target has to go away for a little bit, but but it can come back and we can find a, a new home for the Target, you know, a couple of years down the line. <sighs> That's going to break some hearts out there. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. You know, as somebody who really reports on Alexandria news, like this is your beat, based on your understanding of the area, are the people who are against the sports teams moving there, are they a vocal minority or is it a lot of Alexandria residents who are against this move? Oof, that is such a good question. You know, Alexandria is really interesting because with a lot of other things that happen in Alexandria, a lot of other big debates, you often have a really loud, vocal, organized minority of people that I think are generally anti any sort of development at all. You know, they're used to Alexandria being this beautiful little historic city on the Potomac River. And, you know, they don't want Old Town or anything else to kind of get all these apartment buildings and, and you know, new shopping centers and, and all this development. Predictably, I think a lot of those folks are opposed to an arena. I think where I have a lot of questions is the sorts of people that might typically be in favor of, you know, like ending single family only zoning or, you know, adding more apartment buildings or adding more affordable housing. I haven't really seen a ton of vocal support from these people being like, yeah, like we want an arena. Like I just to be honest, haven't, haven't seen that online. I haven't heard that from anyone I've talked to, but I also haven't entirely seen those people criticize this completely. I think some people are sort of, you know, feeling it out and waiting to see what information is, is put out there over the next couple of months. Well, I'm curious, how much impact do you think the protests have had? Like, are these organized groups of people who are against it? Or is it more like a smattering of people? And do you really see it having a meaningful impact? So I actually went and, you know, talked to everyone who was protesting outside the big announcement. Literally, I I took the metro down there, you know, was handing out my business card to everyone. And the first thing they all said is like, we don't know each other. You know, we're all sort of unorganized. And, you know, we all just happen to end up here. So It seemed like it was sort of a pretty, like, impromptu kind of thing. I've been in touch with some folks who I think are trying to, you know, really organize and, like, build up, like, an actual organization. Of course, this is in a part of the region where it feels like everyone is, like, a lobbyist or they work in politics or they're a lawyer. So they, like, they know how to run a campaign um, and they're they're getting ready to do that. I think the really big question is going to be in the election next year. So Alexandria has municipal elections next year. Every single seat on city council is on the ballot. The mayor has said he's not running for re-election. 
And for this to move forward, city council at some point next year needs to approve all the land use development entitlement type things that go along with it. So if people are really, really angry and upset over this, I think we could see a big reshuffling in you know the, the primary election. Well, in that vein, like, is there a way for residents to give input and like speak up about how they feel or communicate with officials on this? I think the city, like to its credit, has said, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from people. They actually had a, a little bit of a public hearing of sorts at a city council meeting on Saturday. And I think they're going to try and you know continue having town halls and community meetings, pop-up events, you know, where someone's at a farmer's market and they ask you what you think. For any folks who are interested, I believe the website the city has is monumentalalx.com. And you can sign up for alerts on, you know, all those sorts of info sessions and things happening there. My understanding of the calendar is that the Alexandria vote is going to be the last thing that happens. Virginia has to vote on things first. So there's time. You know, we've talked about some of the concerns, like negative concerns, like the best target in the area being shut down or moved. But are there good things this could bring to the city? I mean, yeah, you know, kind of actually going off of the target, right? Like a lot of Alexandria officials have basically said, you know, Potomac Yard was always supposed to have more in it, right? Like it wasn't always supposed to be this shopping center. I, I mean, you know, where where the arena is being built, that's a movie theater was there with this like giant parking lot, like the biggest parking lot that probably exists inside the Beltway, honestly. And so they're basically saying like, this is sort of a catalyst to like turn the area into what it was always supposed to be. You can kind of read into this a number of different ways, but the very site where the arena is supposed to go, JBG Smith, the, the developer involved in this, they were going to build a couple of apartment buildings. And about a year ago, they basically just said, pause, freeze. We're not really doing this anymore because the market doesn't really support it. So the argument, I think, behind all of this is that, like, it's not just the arena, right? It's not just the complex. It's not just this concert hall that's going to go next to the arena. It's everything that it's going to do to the neighborhood around it, even if that means getting rid of our beloved target. I mean, more development, that's more tax revenue, that's, you know, more dollars for Alexandria to spend on schools and affordable housing and fixing up roads and, like, paying city employees, like, all that good stuff that that makes the city run. But again, there's a lot of questions there. You know, folks have been talking about this, like, it's already a done deal, but it's really not. You know, as you talked about, Alexandria City Council has to sign off, so does the government in Richmond. Do we think there is a chance that anybody backs out of this deal? Again, that's a really good question. And I think we're going to have to sort of see how the dust settles on this. You know, a lot of state lawmakers in Richmond, I think, have not been super clear on how they stand. Like, I haven't really heard anyone be like, you know, absolutely no way or anyone say absolutely I love this. I think a lot of people are sort of feeling it out. But, you know, politically, like, this is going to be really interesting. Um, one of my colleagues who's who's based in Richmond, she talked to like a conservative Republican state lawmaker from Southwest Virginia, like not not close to Alexandria. And he said he's like not really into this, actually, even though he's normally an ally of Youngkin's. It seems like this is a big project of Governor Youngkin's. But he's like, yeah, I don't really think this is, you know, the best way to, to spend money. And so you might have some sort of interesting alliances between Democrats and Republicans that we don't really see there super often. Well, Teo, thanks for covering it. We'll have to check back in with you to see where we're at. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for for having me on. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. 
you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.